0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Canada's first commander of the International Space Station is with us, Colonel Chris Hadfield. Chris, it's such a pleasure to talk to you again. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today.
1: Uh, Great to be talking with you also, Scott.
0: Uh, Obviously, the reason for the call today, February 8th, 1st Ontario Concert Hall. You're going to be doing a show. Tell us about this show and what you're presenting to the audience.
1: Yeah, you know, as one of Canada's astronauts and and serving in the military, um, I lived outside of Canada, served outside of Canada for 26 years, and when I moved back a couple of years ago, um, you really get an appreciation for for what we've created here, what we what we maintain. It's it's a rare thing in the world. You know, I lived in Russia and the U.S. for a bunch of years, and I happened to come back just a little bit before our 150th birthday, hmm. and and I thought especially as a Canadian who's who's left the planet and, and been around it on three different space flights. You know, I, I've been around the world over 2,600 times. It, it gives me kind of a, an odd and, and unique perspective on Canada and its place in the world. And I thought for Canada's 150th, I should, I should try and put all that thoughts together and see if if there's any sort of way to turn it into a, you know, a, a talk and a presentation and a way to discuss it with people. And so right through all last year, um, I spoke in a bunch of places around the country, but I ran out of time. And I, but I thought, you know, birthdays are just sort of arbitrary anyway. So it's Canada 151 with like the overproof. Mm. But, uh, but it, it's sold out everywhere that I went. And it's, it's an opportunity to kind of, Look at how we got to where we are, and I'm I go way deep into the original geology of Canada. But but then, how did we become the people that we are here? The, from the very first folks, twenty thousand years ago, or whatever, right through to the people that are arriving yesterday, and and what makes us who we are, and and then what should we be doing next? To mm-hmm. me, that's the most important part of a birthday is thinking about. What should, what should we do next? Where should, I, where should I be focusing my energies now? What's the cool stuff that's available? And then I'll talk about a bunch of Canadians that, that probably folks have never heard of. Uh, some really interesting, fascinating work going on around the country. Some really inspirational people. And, and I'll do a question and answer once or twice with the audience there at the, at the concert hall, um, a, a chance to interact. And, and I'll play a little music course because that's a great way to celebrate Canada and there's lots of great Canadian stories told through music and it, to me it's just I mean I, what I hope is that people come away from the evening thinking boy that was fun and interesting and I learned some stuff and I'm, I'm proud of where I am and who, who I'm with but also hey there's some cool things I want to go do next you know there's some stuff I want to look up there's some stuff I want to be part of that's that's my whole hope, and and it's gone very well in uh, in the other places I've had a chance to go across the country. But uh, as you say, the eighth of February, I mean Hamilton's where where uh, where I joined the Air Force. And it's where I started my my whole career, and uh, it's, and I've flown out of the airport there many times. So I'm very much looking forward to being there on the eighth.
0: What do when uh, when uh, offered the opportunity? What does the audience ask you? What do they want to know?
1: Oh, it's. It, uh, you know, the people that ask the most honest and I think the most interesting questions are, are the younger folks. They and, and I I, wonder, I always sort of wondered why. You know, an adult will ask me, so what's it like in space?
0: Mm.
1: Which is sort of an empty headed question. It's sort of like what's it like on Earth? Yeah. I mean, how do you answer what's it like on Earth? It's kind of a huge thing. And I think the reason is adults have sort of said, Well, I'm never gonna fly in space, so I'm just sort of peripherally interested. But kids, they're like, hey, I have a shot at flying in space, so I want to know the details. I want to know how this works. It's part of their their really imaginative and engaged thinking. And so they'll ask... Uh, you know, if, if there's no gravity, then heat doesn't rise. So when you exhale, how come the carbon dioxide doesn't just build up more and more in front of your face and then you suffocate? Wow. You know, that's that's what a nine-year-old will ask me. And, and, and then an adult will say, so what's it like? <laughs> so it's, it's just kind of, it's, I really enjoy, enjoy the interaction with uh, with young Canadians. And I tie in with schools on Skype regularly. I teach at the University of Waterloo. I've lost count of the number of schools I've spoken in across the country but the real intent of, of the show on the 8th also, of course, is for all ages, you know, from 6 to 86. And uh, and and, it, and it's lovely to be able to look out in a crowd and see Canadians from, from all different stripes and all different uh, backgrounds and ages all there for the same purpose of just thinking about who we are.
0: What can we take away from this show? What are we missing here on Earth? What can we learn?
1: Um I think part of the huge privilege of being one of canada's astronauts is um to see the entire world in 90 minutes um you know to be overhead hamilton and 14 minutes later to be overhead paris Mm. and 10 minutes later you're over africa and then 25 minutes later you're you're coming up on australia and and in the time it takes to eat dinner in a restaurant you go all the way around the world Mm. and then you do it again and again and again and I think it puts the world in a more realistic perspective. It, it makes it sort of inexorably become one place in your head. This is where we all live. This is, we share this thing. We're all here together. And the repeated pattern of human behavior, of human settlement, of, of how, if you come across Hamilton, you know, you can see the, the downtown and the industry section and the airport and the railway and the roads and the water. And then you come across south of England, and and you see the same thing. And then northern Africa, and you see the same thing. And then and you realize we're we're all fundamentally the same, and we've have maybe different languages, or our parents raised us with different cultures and religions, but the human experience is common. And it's sometimes it's so easy to lose track of that on a local scale. And and so I think a big part of of looking at Canada on its on its birthday time here is. Is to look at us in context to the rest of the world, maybe see it a little bit through um, through an astronaut's eyes, and then rethink, you know, your perspective of things and just how important or unimportant local issues truly are. I think it's it's worth thinking about at least and weighing in your own decision making.
0: It's unfortunate we all can't do a lap just to experience that and (laughs) and understand Uh, that. I
1: do my best to share those laps. I've (laughs) written three books, and, and I just did a series with the with the BBC on astronaut selection. And I'm doing a 10-part series with National Geographic right now called One Strange Rock with um, with Will Smith that I think folks will really like. It'll start airing in March. Just looking at One Strange Rock, meaning Earth, looking at our planet um, through that perspective. So, so, um, so yeah, I, I do my best to share that one lap around the planet.
0: Do you miss space?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm not a guy who misses stuff. I, I don't spend a lot of time... To, to me, missing something is sort of wishing it was the past right and and i I really am interested in the present and the future. The past is just sort of how you got to where you are. there are some people that I miss, Scott, you know people that died young mm. that for sure, I wish they were still here to share on what's going on but uh, no I, I don't you know to me it's just an amazing thing that is part of my life and part of other people's lives that's given me all the various education that turned me into who I am today. But what really matters is what am I going to do next? Not not what I did 20 years ago. That's just a thing in history. I'm much more interested in how we can do a, a better job of, of you know today and tomorrow and everything that's coming up.
0: Give us a little bit of backstory of how you got here. Uh, you talked about others dying young. This is quite a journey, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I decided to be an astronaut when I was a little kid in, um, I was born in Sarnia and then my folks have a farm near Milton. So I was raised in those two places and I, I saw the first people going to space. I mean, I'm older than space flight. It, it's really new. Nobody, when I was born, there were no astronauts. No mm-hmm. one had ever flown in space. So, so it was all new when I was new and it inspired me. And, and I thought, how can I be part of that? And so I, um uh, I thought, well, astronauts fly in space, so I should learn to fly. So I joined the Air Cadets. I, I went gliding up at, uh, up at the airport there, up on Hamilton Mountain um, with the Air Cadets. I uh, decided to go to university. That's why I joined the Air Force, went to RMC. I actually ended up going to four different universities. Um, and then I served 25 years in the Air Force, flew F-18s as part of NORAD, as a Cold War pilot intercepting Soviet bombers, um, armed Soviet bombers and an armed F-18 off the east coast of Canada back in the 80s. And then the Canadian Space Agency hired four of us, including Julie Payette, our current mm-hmm. governor general, back in um, in 1992. And I started serving as an astronaut in 92. And then I served 21 years as one of Canada's astronauts. Uh, I was NASA's chief of ops in Russia and a bunch of different jobs and flew in space three different times and helped build the Mir Space Station, the International Space Station, yeah, all of that. Uh,
0: The difference between spending a long period of time in space, uh, in the International Space Station, as opposed to going up on a regular flight, which comes down after a week or so, what's the major adjustment there?
1: Um, I think it's the difference between, uh, I don't know, a sprint and a marathon, or or maybe something you build in your garage over a weekend, or or building a, a whole apartment building. They're just a very different experience, and, and it takes a different focus, a different set of skills, a different patience. But they're both great experiences, and, and, in, and actually, they're both very dangerous for an astronaut. But the, uh, the experiences themselves, one takes a huge, uh, a, abrupt, continued force, and the other takes a long application of expertise and will.
0: What do you remember most about being in space?
1: I don't know. I try and remember the whole thing. I I did two spacewalks. I was Canada's first spacewalker. Uh, It's it's on the back of the $5 bill. And that is perhaps the most magnificent experience of my life, Mm. to be able to go outside of a spaceship and, and hold on with one hand. And at one point, we actually went through the Aurora. They were rippling past and essentially pouring around my body and between my legs, to, to personally, viscerally experience the Earth's aurora, yeah, I, I don't know how anything can can fit into perspective with that. It's an, it's an amazing personal memory to have.
0: What's liftoff and reentry like?
1: Uh, dangerous, uh, hard, physically punishing, technically extremely demanding. It is the most focused ten minutes of your life to launch a rocket ship. It, you it doesn't fly itself. Takes a huge amount of of your life to prepare for those ten minutes, and then reentry takes an hour, but it, it is still fraught with peril, and and step by step, and uh, a real complicated team activity to safely guide your rocket ship up and your spaceship back down again. But I was lucky enough to to successfully do it three times. Uh,
0: uh, During this voyage on the International Space Station, you used social media a tremendous amount, uh, and it was amazing to watch, amazing to see, amazing to be a part of. It was as as if we were there. Explain what that has done to help the whole program and just enlighten young people and everyone about what's going on up there.
1: Um, And We only have about one more minute here, Scott, uh, so I'll do my best. Um, uh, It is a huge orbiting laboratory that has essentially no gravity so you can do experiments up on a spaceship that are impossible to do on earth uh... we study how fluids behave so we're learning about fluid physics we study how flame behaves so we've learned a lot about combustion and flame extinguishing uh... we study the human body extensively because your balance system and your blood pressure regulation system and and all kinds of things change rapidly so it's a laboratory for understanding ourselves it's a place to look at the universe because there's no atmosphere in the way so we understand the universe better and we have big telescopes on the station and an alpha magnetic spectrometer to try and figure out what dark matter is and then maybe perhaps the most important thing is it's an unprecedented way to look at the world we we see the whole world every ninety minutes so we have all sorts of sensors staring straight down to try and really truly understand this planet as one integrated place and not just draw all our conclusions from the little tiny corner of it that that each of us lives in and put all those things together it's 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 an amazing big orbiting laboratory and i'm proud to have helped build it and uh, and really happy to talk about it
0: colonel chris hadfield has been with us february 8th he will touch down first ontario concert hall And tell his story, Uh, and of course, uh, take your questions as well. Chris, thank you so much for the time; much appreciated. We we really appreciate the time you spent with us today, and good luck whatever the future holds for you.
1: Yeah, same to you, Scott. Nice to speak with you. Bye bye. Want to hear more?
0: Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and
1: listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM nine hundred CHML.